G'day everyone and welcome to Porsche Talk Podcast. I'm Mark from the rarely on YouTube anymore channel Mark and Cars and across my social media is Mark and Cars and as always joined by Ajmal, flat cap driver. G'day Ajmal, how are you today? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. It's been a bit of a manic, not manic week, but a manic day so I'm just a little bit of a, well I'm either a little bit sort of ranting, raving, or I'm a little bit, I can't take any more, I need a nap. I believe that could be the same thing. One would just naturally follow the other. Exactly. It, I think that's what it is. It's just I get all heads up about something, and as my wife puts it, I just wear myself out and then I need to sleep it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of at that stage, I think. I'm at the sleeping it off stage today. I'm decorating. Are you? That's what the problem is today, so... Um, I've, I'm, I'm doing a mist coat of emulsion. Now, anyone who's ever decorated, they know about mist coats and they're actually fine when the room is empty, but when the room has stuff in it, it literally splashes everywhere. everywhere. It's so yeah. watery. <laughs> so, so for anyone who doesn't know what a mist coat is, it's when a room is freshly plastered, you water down the first coat of emulsion. So it binds to the plaster and kind of hardens it. And uh, But because it's so watered down, as soon as you go to paint, roller it especially, and I'm doing a ceiling as well. Oh, classic. It's literally, <laughs> it's everywhere. I can't find anything. And then I thought, right, I've given myself plenty of time to get set up and talk to Mark, but then I can't get on the broadband, my, my uh, internet, and then the camera doesn't work, the microphone doesn't work, then, and it's just, yeah. So I've finally managed to, I can now see Mark, he can see me, and we're here talking to everybody. Well, so, got to be you know, sure. Be firstly, listeners, I know you can't see us. You're listening to us. <laughs> but Ajmal doesn't have any paint splatters on him from painting a ceiling. Whereas in the past, when I've painted a ceiling, I've been rained on by white paint. <laughs> well, I've done it. This is going to sound pathetic, but I've only done the cutting in yet. Yeah, you're right. It does sound pathetic. Yeah. So I've done that, and it's you know it goes down my arm, yeah, and yeah. Uh, once again I stupidly not taken my watch off, so it's, the paint is all over that. Um, <clears throat> so I'm hoping by this evening I'll have done it because it's it's um, my girls they have a little it's a playroom where they spend most of their time. Sure, it's all their books, toys, and stuff. The mystery. Uh, so I've taken yeah exactly, and I've taken it out of commission, which means. They will go looking for somewhere else in the house. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I can't have that last too long because they might end up in a lounge that I'm sat in. <laughs> I'm not a horrible parent, actually. I'm, I'm normally very good, but, you know. <laughs> so let's uh, tell yeah. us what you, other than the, you know, today's rant, how's the week been? Have you uh, been in the car, any car? Um, I have. My 911, my 996 is in storage because I swapped out the 912. Ah, yes. So yes. I've, been, I've been driving the 912 and I've not really bought myself. Um, what I need to do is buy myself a new ignition after the, we talked the other day about sure. the, mm -hmm. the electronic 123. Um, <clears throat> but it still drives okay. It drives better than it has done for a long time. So I've been enjoying that. Um, it's not been baking hot like it was a few weeks ago, so it's actually quite nice. Nice one. Um, missing being able to go out for a blast in my 996, which mm -hmm. I always love. Um, and oh, as I kind of dropped into conversation when we talked to Jeff uh, last time, the Boxster is sold. <laughs> <laughs> which, 
which is kind of it's a weight off my mind and at first it was the money was bothering me i was thinking you know if you think about the money i've spent on it so i bought it for 2200 pounds yep cool. now including getting it transported down to my house from yorkshire or wherever it 25 percent of the car's value um, in shipping i recall yes yes <laughs> i spent about two thousand pounds getting it through an mot to make it roadworthy and then when i got in it and i just thought oh my god it's still you know awful shit um <clears throat> shit exactly uh, i just thought i can't spend any more money and it's never going to be worth a lot of money because it's pretty crusty and i would have had to refresh the suspension um do the uh, what do you call it? The time chain tensioners. And I just thought I, I need to just cut my losses. So I put it up for sale for, I thought, a very reasonable two and a half thousand pounds. So, you know, I was going to take like a, you know, 1800 to two grand hit on it. Um, and I thought, fine, I just, I just need to go on. I need to stop taking up the headspace. And within so straight away i had call after call after all call you know, only a couple of three or four genuine guys who were going to take a few days to get down because they're far away but everyone else was a scam artist and then some guy who lived sort of a few villages away said can i come and see it and and you know when he arrived and i just thought i'm just gonna fucking tell it to him i just, <laughs> just want it gone <laughs> <laughs> so he lowballed me and i went no you know, the alternative was that I was just going to leave it on the end of the drive with a cover over it and let new life forms uh, develop in it. But um, again, but exactly again. But I, um, so I, I took an offer of eighteen hundred and seventy-five pounds. Now I'd like to um, state for the record, you're an idiot. Well, I've I've noticed that you didn't say congratulations. On yeah. <laughs> Not many people have said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The I'll have to say out loud what most people are thinking. Unrealized potential is the only two words I can think of when I think of your boxer. Or the box turd, sorry. And that is purely through your neglect. That, that is true. I accept that. Yeah, I, I do believe that the car look, it had I reckon it had good bones. The problem was the bones I were rattling. The problem is the bones were rattling, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And if you, if, had, done that- if you had a three to four car garage with a lift in it, I believe you wouldn't have sold it. No, I wouldn't have done. I would have just done the bits myself. You would have dicked around with it, it, right? Yeah, exactly. I would have bought, it was about 500 pounds worth of parts. So I already had the timing chain tensioners, which was the main thing. Uh, well, the main thing, to stop that clicking noise that it was making, and that would have taken you know a couple of hours to do by myself. You could have, and you could have but had another. Was, you could add another early millennial car that you didn't have to put oil in. Well, yes, you do, but you don't. Yeah, exactly. So two, two. Uh, it would have been about another five hundred pounds in parts, mm. and I would have had it running just brilliantly. And it, it would have been a really fun car to drive. It sounded fantastic, and um, that's because it had a whole muffler. Uh, no, it had, uh, I think I mentioned this before, it had some kind of like a faux gundo hack thing on oh, it. Oh, yeah, okay. Where, yeah, yeah. yeah, you did mention that. So when yeah, Jack had a, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Jack had a look, he said, yeah. oh, this, this it had a hack of a hack. Too. Yeah, got it. Exactly. But it, but it drove great. You know, it wasn't blowing any smoke when you started up first thing in the morning, that kind of thing, when it's cold. 
So I reckon the car was a bargain. Point, you sold it too cheap. You're full. I've got sold it for a bargain. I hope it works out for somebody else. Just as soon so. as, yeah, as soon as he said it's a, you know you'll never hear from me again, I went sold. Sold. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Exactly. Can you take it right now? No, in an hour. No, right now. (laughs) Right. It's going up 25 pounds every minute that you stay in here. It's still talking to me. Exactly. Exactly. You still would have got a bargain. But anyway, I'm relieved that it's gone. Good to hear. Um, One of the main things that I need to do next is to get my 996 back and clean it. Oh, hang on. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's nearly October. Sorry, September. So it's that time of the year where you're going to think about pointing a hose in the general direction of your car, probably miss it, and well, then say it was washed. See, there's a problem with that. I don't want to wash it at the moment because there's a hose pipe ban on. So what? Because we're officially there's a hose pipe ban. We're officially in drought. What in in England? Yep. The UK it is in drought. Rained. Yep. It's rained about two days since. Way, way back. Three days ago. So, yeah, okay. No, uh, it rained a couple of weeks ago, and before that, I'm talking months, it hasn't rained. And it's been baking hot. Yeah, okay. So we've got no... Oh, um, oh, yeah, oh, when, so, it, when it comes, it's going to be torrential, though, isn't it? It is. Apparently, it's going to come next week. There's going to be like a week's worth of rain. Mm-hmm. And then after that, when it dries, and the ban, host white ban is banished, then uh, Cars I will to wash. give it a clean. Yeah, yeah. You I'm could... wondering if I should buy one of those polishers. Do not do that. No. I've got two reasons to, for my um, logic in this point here. Firstly, you don't have the patience. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're just going to rip money on this thing that you can have a crack at and put swirl marks in your car and go. I can't believe I bought it. I've hardly ever used it in two years' time. Right. That's first thing. True. Next thing is True. the car's got to be cleaned before you do that, and you just don't clean your car. I'd clean it beforehand, but I wonder if you could get one of those, you know, like those Robovacs that go around your house. Yeah, yeah, you real one for your car that just drives over it. <laughs> Why can't you get a polisher <laughs> like that that goes around your car? Because, you know, I've seen the Dyson ads when it goes in to text the dust in front of, I don't know why it detects the dust. It says invisible dust. If the dust is invisible, invisible I don't really know about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So if you had one of those, you'd go around the car. Exactly. It sniffs it. And it exactly. And Sniff sneezes out. and therefore knows there's dust, so vacuums it up. Exactly. And then if this thing had a vacuum and a polisher, oh, my God, we need to make them one of those things. We need to invent that. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. Polisher, polisher vacuum, Polak, Polvac, Vacpole, Vacpole. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Slovakia? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the one. It, it sounds mildly Hindu. <laughs> it's so catchy. I think if we just keep saying that, it's going to catch on. <laughs> or, I, I don't actually polish my cars very often. I have a polish... I have a polishing machine, like an orbital polisher, right, and various mm. pads and cutting compounds. But I actually, I'd be lucky to pull it out once a year, which is probably the right thing to do, right? Can you use those on modern modern paints? Yeah, why wouldn't you? 
I don't know. It's, it's just the cutting compounds. You can't really use them, can you? Of course, modern yeah. paints. Actually, I'll tell you what makes the biggest difference to my car looking and feeling fantastic when you touchy feely and wash it is the um, mm. once a year I clay block it. Oh, I, do you know what? I've got that as well. You've never used it, have you? I've never used it. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely do my 356 and other car whatever it is at that moment in time, with the clay block, and it makes a massive difference to the car. Massive. With the how good mm. it looks. I'll have to do that on my 996 then. All it does is take the grit and muck out of the clear coat. It just takes the yeah. stuff that's sitting on the surface. And then polish it. No, I usually put a, a sealant product of some sort over the top after that. I've sort of moved a bit away from waxing. I'm using silicones mostly now, and I find those to be much easier to maintain. Is that like a, is that like a what do they call them, a resin polish? Is that what they're called? No, oh, I don't know. Autoglim do a resin polish. Yeah, I'm not sure. that is. Um, I don't know why that is. I say that because I've got it. I've never used it. Well, I, just well, like I, I use the Optics polish. brand of uh, car care products. Mark and Cars Channel sponsor. Thank you. Des and the team out at Auto FX <laughs> for those amazing products. And um, they've oh, introduced. They could, they could send some to me. They could send some to me. West Australian the Company. Polisher. Yeah. I'll, look, I'll I, do look the they actually run things. courses at their workshop on how to use those polishers. Mm. Bit far for you? I, just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, a few time zones to cross there. But just, yeah, the just product, a little their, bit. Their products, they've developed them themselves and. They are good. There's even this, like, um, I can't even remember what it's called, a product that you put on after you've rinsed off your car but before you dry it. You spray it on and then you dry that panel and, it's yeah, the car just pops after that. That's, that's just too many stages. Oh, no, look, the amount of work that needs to be done for you to do this properly isn't even, it's not even in your realm of comprehension, I would believe. Like I, give it a go. I use multiple sponges and multiple buckets, and I don't reckon. Oh yeah, you... I use that. That's no, I use two buckets and two sponges. Yeah, but there's or, only or mitts. I use a mitt. Yeah, but do you have the do you have the um, grate in the bucket to get the dirt out of the mitts? No. Well, what's the point of the bucket then? The second bucket. Because I rinse it in that second bucket. And then Which, use the so, first ones. Well, and you empty the bucket each time, do you? It's... Uh, no. Mm, okay, yeah, right. I empty it's it. It's like having a bath, you know, thinking you're clean after having a bath, although you're really just laying in your own dirt. That's, that's, not, that's not the same. It's exactly the same. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I'm going to do it Good. just to prove to everybody. That it can be done. Underneath that car. It can be done. Yeah. And I, I it can be done by me, and the car's going to look good, apart from that bit of rust and the bit that where my wife yeah, whacked it. it. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah, uh, but that, you can yeah. overlook those. The, tell me. Yeah, um, that's going to get repaired. Tell me, um, Ashmal, is your car polar silver, Arctic silver? What colour is that silver in your car? I think it's Arctic silver. Right, okay. Is that the bluer like the of the two? Color. I can't remember. I always get them confused. No. It's not the other not, one's the blue one, the bluer silver, is yeah. it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I find it quite challenging. So, this, the silver thing in general with Porsche, on oh, also yeah. on the color thing, on the color thing, yes. Um, 
I went to Cars and Coffee thing with my 912. Yes. And I bumped into, I talked to a really nice guy, um, David, his name was. And Probably he still is. Because I thought, it's, it's, his name is still David, yes. yes. <laughs> he's, um, he's got this sort of outlaw 911 with just crazy stuff all over it where he's made, sort of fabricated the front bumper, oh, then okay. had uh, yeah, yeah, a sure. mould and then made a fiberglass thing to go over the top and then mm-hmm. painted it. It looks fantastic. Yeah. And um, I've always thought the colour of my 912 is just some blue colour that someone made up and in some photos it looks a bit purple. And he just looked at it and went, that's Albert Blue. And then I Googled it and I went, bloody hell, he's right. It's Albert Blue. Albert. So for everyone who's... Albert asking, Blue. Yeah, Albert Blue. Like Prince Albert is the, is Blue. the colour of my 912. Well, no, I, would, I wouldn't have said that. I knew you were going to say Prince Albert. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Prince Albert. Everybody knows what that means. <laughs> and that's the colour blue the, you have. Okay, got it. Yes, that's, that, that's not the Prince Albert blue. It's just, just Albert, Albert blue. blue. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just Albert blue. And uh, so I'm really happy about that now, just in case I was going to get any paint on it, which I'm not. Um, so you shouldn't, I don't think you should ever that, paint that, that car. You'll never have to paint that no. car. No, it's got quite a few um, blisters in the paint yeah. because you can actually tell where the rear quarter has been, a new quarter has been put in because the little moisture has got under. Yeah, I've, I've, got, I've, got a, I've got a comparable product, a product, product, comparable problem with my 356. It's, you know, it's quite clear where the obvious where the repairs were done and then a shithouse prepared paint job was put on top of. Yeah, but then to me, it looks it looks tidy though when it's clean. Yep, um, same as my three five six. I feel exactly yeah. the same way. I'm not going to touch it because I know when I do, I'm opening up a hundred thousand dollar problem of bodywork. Yeah, exactly. And I'm too so scared to take it off and get it blasted or something because I know the whole car is going to come back to me in a bucket. Yeah, exactly. Or you know what's left of it after. This is my point. Uh, it will all be in a yeah, bucket. Yeah, the rust is gone. Yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's so all my, mine's just Exactly. Mine's just going to stay like that. Um, well, while I have it anyway. Uh, I wanted to talk about something else. Let's hear it. Which we, we kind of always talk about, but not really in depth. Um, the Honey Badger's leaving McLaren. Yes. Did you hear about that? Yeah, of course. I'm, look, I'm and not that, asleep. Well, obviously they've called it by, you know, by mutual consent. Yeah, which means he got the ass. Um, he got the ass, and I suspect they pushed him. Of course. No, no. But, when I say you got, uh, it's an Australian term for saying you got, um, you got, uh, un- you got the sack. You were fired. All oh, right, over here, it, got over the here, ass means you you were fired. You're annoyed. Yeah, over here it's probably more you got pissed off. Oh, okay. No, um, no. no the, he, he got the Australian version. He was well intro. But he, he got an okay redundancy package, I believe. Yeah, he would have because they would have bought him out of his contract. 20 plus but million US. Would, yeah. So a lot, a lot of people I read online, everyone's talking about, well, where's he going to go? There's nowhere to go. Oh, I don't know, think I he might Formula pull in. What? No, because you know what? There's something about that McLaren. You don't you don't like him, a driver like him, then suddenly become a bad driver. Oh, I don't. You think, don't. Yeah, look, I, I agree, right? But 
Because, look, the nature of those people, don't get me wrong, love Dan Ricardo. In fact, he's probably, after Lewis, the best asset F1 has. He has a character. Yeah, that's right. And, and yeah. you know, regardless of his driving ability, which he's, he's won, I think, eight GPs. So he's not, yeah. he's capable in, you know, in the right car with the right team and the right strategy, obviously. But I can't, look, to look back on, he should never have left Red Bull. He should have just been content to, you know, let run, be a passenger in the Max show if that's where it evolved to. But how Max is now may not be where Max would be now if Dan had a stayed. Well, yeah, because they were very, they were very evenly matched. In that Red Bull, I believe they were. Well, you know, you only have to watch Drive mm. to Survive to look at the history of the uh, of that because that's in that era. Yep. So, no, absolutely. Because I think definitely, if he had stayed there, but then you know, it's the way that Red Bull works. They support wholeheartedly one driver. Yep. And you know, when Weber Weber was the Weber was at um, at Red Bull, you know, Vettel was the one who was wholeheartedly mm-hmm. supported. So in any dispute, Vettel would always come out on top. And I think, because is Mark Webber uh, Dan Ricciardo's agent as no. well? No, Piastri's. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so he's not, is he? Yeah. So it's interesting. I, I really think that um, he should stay in Formula One. I still think he's got a lot to offer. I think no, he's a he'll, great he'll driver. Never, he will never car. get the opportunity to drive a competitive car again. And that... Do you reckon? Well, okay, let's talk about the competitive cars. Who's, what do you, who are they right now? It's a Ferrari and Red Bull. That's it. Mercedes isn't far behind, right? Really? Aren't they, though? Then I'm saying they're not far behind. I'm not saying they are as competitive as those two, but they're not far behind. So there's six hmm. seats. Of all those six seats, are any of them going to be vacated to make room for Dan Ricciardo? Not a chance, is it? Uh, do you know what? I, th- I thought Carlos Sainz was under pressure at one point. He's delivered now. He's won a race. And he's, but, you know, he finished what? He finished second, did he? Um, and he finished third, didn't he? At the at, in Belgium just now. No, didn't Alonso finish third? Alonso was no. third on the podium, was he? Didn't Alonso get no, on the podium? Signs. You might be right. No, it was it was the Red Bull one and two. Max Perez. I thought it was I think it was Science, and you might then be right. Russell. I think. Was Russell four? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And yeah, Alonso, Saints. Alonso, Alonso was, was fifth. fifth. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yep. Yeah, Saints was third. Yeah, so then, he then started Russell. on pole. Yeah, so he started on pole. Um, but you know, when you, when you think about how fast that Red Bull is, oh look what he's look um, what Verstappen did in the race. It was just the whole race was a parade. Oh, gotcha. He went from 14th or yeah, 15th? Four, oh, yeah, 14th. First in 18 laps. Yeah, in 18 laps, he was leading. Yeah, just debacle. outright leading. Not, that, that's not just taking, taking the time. mickey out of it's every other driver, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Because he was so much faster. But the track might have suited them. And I still think. So they're going to stick with Perez for a few years, I suspect. 
But um, so Alpine has a seat, right? Available. Yeah, he then said he wants to go back, but there's no announcements getting made that there's a spot for him. I know because they've got to resolve this Piastri. What's his face? Piastri thing because he they believe he signed a contract. And yeah, but even he, he doesn't want to up, be there. Why would you want him? No, but what would happen is they have to win whatever the arbitration is, and then McLaren have to say, okay, fair play, his contract's you. How much is it going to cost to buy him out of that contract? Then in That's no, what happened. They're in no position to be buying out contracts. They've just cashed out Ricardo for the better part of 20 mil. Now, how many McLaren cars need to be sold to make this happen? A lot, right? That is true. Mm. Have they, they got um, some Middle Eastern backer? I can't Sugar Daddy? Now. Yeah. Probably. Because mm. he didn't, isn't he the one who had a falling out with Ron Dennis? Don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's, anyway, that's Formula One. I, yeah. that's, that's the thing that, that I was thinking about. Yeah. After a little slice of Aussie. We've got... Yeah, with the with the Dutch Dutch Grand Prix coming up, so it'll be interesting to see what the dynamic is now between all well not dynamic the the difference in performances because I think that track just suited that Red Bull. Ferrari should be more competitive. You've also got to remember it's a big track. Spa is right. It is. So there's lots of overtaking all the time on. Regardless, the opportunities for overtaking are much greater there than nearly every nearly every other track. Yes. But I, I still think it'll be interesting. I mean, the whole history of it, how those Honda engines that are in the in, in the back of the Red Bull used to be in, well, not those, but a Honda engine was in for three years in the McLaren. And everyone talks about that McLaren is better than the engine is letting it be. But the engine then appears in a Red Bull and it's like yeah, still miraculously, there. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's obviously it wasn't unlocking it. So interesting. In, Speaking, it, let's, yeah, talk, let's keep talking about the track though, because I went to the track on Sunday on my GT4. I watched the video this morning. Did you? And I thought, and I thought, what's he doing? It's raining. <laughs> so what's that got to do with it? I don't know. I mean, have you got wet weather tires? I, I saw I other people got one set of tires. Well, exactly. I saw other people changing their tires, and I was thinking, what the. No, you see, right? When you well, because because a couple of them. I mean, one one guy was what was he changing his tires and he was there in a boxster. Does that mean he turns turns up in a big truck? Because <laughs> those wheels aren't going to fit in a car. <laughs> Not in a boxster, they're no. Not. Yeah, exactly. Look, there's uh, uh, there are varying levels of support at the track. Should you need it? Can you store? Can you store wheels at the track? Um, oh, there are plenty of private garages at the track. There must be 80 private garages at that track. Oh, wow. So you could yeah, I, have a set of track wheels and tires. Well, you could have a garage and just leave your car there if you want to, I imagine. Yeah, but if you've got a GT4, you want to be driving that as often I, as possible. I, I think you do, but I'm still alarmed at how many GT4s come to market with so few kilometres on them. They're such good driving cars. That is true, isn't it? When they've got so few so few kilometers on them, do you always think they're just all track kilometers? No, because oh look, there were through four GD fours at the track on Sunday, including mine. A ton of nine elevens. Right? There's a lot more nine elevens get tracked than 
GD4s. Well, the walk that you did down uh, when the cars were all in formation, mm-hmm. that, there were a lot of Caymans there. Yeah, well, it's a lot of them. It's a, um, well, that, a it's affordable. Category? It's an affordable way to go to the track, isn't it? If you're an enthusiast. True, that is true. Like if you here in Australia, a good, a nice manual Cayman is sub a hundred thousand dollars, right? Or and that's you know at its absolute oldest. What year is that? 2006, is, I think, is it, the first year it came? And I'm going off. Some yes, will correct us. There and about. It's still cheaper now than buying a manual 996 from 1998. That is amazing, isn't it? It's a very similar engine as well. Performance-wise, it's about the same, isn't it? I'm, I don't know. I, I'm not talking about something I know about. Hmm. But yeah, because I'm not. And I'm it's a smaller car, you're right, which is nice yeah. on the track. Yeah, and it's mid-engined. The, you're not going to pendulum into something. I would have to say, from my limited experience behind the wheel of a GD3, 991 GD3, and the same year GD4, which I ended up buying, I definitely found the GD4 better for my lack of driving ability. <laughs> You know what I mean? The forgiveness aspect of it, the balance. Um, I don't believe you have to be as good a driver to extract the experience in a Cayman as you do a 911. Yeah. No, I'd I'd agree with that because even from anyone I've spoken to who's taken it on on a track or taken a GT, some kind of GT car on the track, they've all kind of said, you've got to, Kind of, sort of know what you're doing because kind of, sort of, it's unforgiving. Yeah, yeah, because the got, consequences really tend to be grave. Yeah, exactly. It's very unforgiving if you make a, you know, if you're going flat out and you make a mistake, or you lose it. Whereas on a GT4 or a, a Cayman base or even a Boxster, people have said you're, you know, even with someone who's been on a track a few times, you're able to anticipate it, possibly correct it. More so, way more so than you would in any kind of 911. So I'd agree with that, that they're great, I guess, entry-level mm-hmm. track cars, like you say. But um, I still can't get excited about going on a track. I've only ever been on yeah. a track once. Well it, was, yeah, well, it was pissing down rain, wasn't it? I remember you telling us about it. It was, it podcast. was, yeah. But the, um, so much rain. But the opportunity to drive your car... And the only limitations is the nut behind the steering wheel, right? Those opportunities are few and far between on the road. You know, here in, here in Australia, if you're driving at the um, speed and, uh, I guess, environment that the track offers here, it's just license lost material. Yes. No, same here. And, and it's the... The danger, the how you're putting other people's lives at risk. You know, you don't you don't know what's around the corner, around the bend, and um, and it's there's this hazards on the road that make you stop and well should make you stop and think, or at least be a bit more tentative. Whereas you can go flat out on a track, and like you say, it's that thing of okay, the the danger is that I might crash my car, uh, but that danger exists hurt. on the road. So yeah, that, that's a you're not, that's a common danger. 
Yeah, but you're not likely to, I don't know, kill a family of four out for a picnic. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so the, that, to me, is... I did have the bit of an epiphany moment driving on the track this week, and that was, I'm not very good at it. <laughs> okay? And what, what, that's, what that means to me is, I'm going to go and get some driving lessons. Well, I thought you kind of hinted at that in the video, but what what in particular made you come to that conclusion? Was it the fact because so normally I guess you'd expect a rate of improvement? Are you not seeing that? I, I am. What I'm what I'm not doing is consistency. You know, like I'm not going to make ah. any suspension changes to my car unless I can string together ten laps in a row, right? That at least within a second of each other. Yeah. Because what would be the point? I wouldn't know if there's any benefit from it. Exactly. No, you're right. You're right. Because the incremental changes come from either the track is evolving to let you go faster. Sure. But if you're but if you're by a few seconds slower, faster, slower, faster per lap and you and you still haven't decided what's the best line through a yeah, particular corner. Yeah, well, it's actually for me the single biggest learning I need is braking, which sounds dumb, mm. but I know that I'm inconsistently using um, different braking spots coming into corners and stuff like that, you know, and trail braking, using, you know, balancing the brake and the accelerator at the same time to, you know, get the car um, attitude changed coming into the next three corners type thing. I'm still not capable of thinking that far ahead yet. So when you're coming into a corner and obviously you're breaking, so especially when it's a, a sharp corner where you need to go from a huge speed to a really low speed. Sure. Are you do are you doing that whole slam the brakes on slow suddenly? change down accelerate through the corner or is it a case of because one of the uh, things that i saw was where someone said use the weight of the car shifting to the front mm -hmm. to allow you to steer it through the corner yep or the other way is you do that before the corner and you're accelerating through the corner but i don't know what, which is better yeah look for me at the moment i'm using both methods depending on the corner and the track itself at that moment in time, like where's the traction line? Is the dry line where I want to be or is it too bumpy through there or is it um, – am I – does the speed impact that? To me it does. Like if I'm coming into a corner that is at say 130 to 140 kilometres an hour and mm. I'm, I, I don't have the confidence to not be in a straight line when I'm hitting those brakes yet. Right. You know, um, if I'm turning and braking at the same time to wash that speed off, like I, I don't turn off the traction control and electronics in my car. I'm not a good enough driver to be down playing with that stuff yet. So I can feel it when the car says, no, you're an idiot. We're not doing that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. the, um, well, the lights not flashing on the dash are telling no, you I'm, no. I'm having to do something. I will say GD4 is pretty subtle, but now that I've had it at the track, I think three times now, I can feel when it's getting involved. Right. 
particularly in the wet. No, I get, is it when it does get involved? Hmm. Is it almost stops you losing control, or is it like someone described one of the high performance Jaguar F types and said it's when when you know everything's gone wrong, the car suddenly clicks in and goes, "Oh, I better go and correct this." No, it does, look, it's, all it does is the only thing it can do really is manage your ABS, right? That's yep. one of the things it can do. And the other th- is um, adjust where the power is going to which, we- to which back wheel at any moment in time. That's pretty much the limitation of what it can do. Isn't but, lost, cause th- but the thing is, if you're carrying a huge amount of speed, obviously, it and, you, and you're wheel spinning and normally you – as, you know, talented drivers would do where, where they'll use that wheel spin sure. to maintain momentum, mm-hmm. but get the car to get back in line. But if traction control has to kick in, it stops you from going off the track, but it also slows you right down, doesn't it? Mm. It definitely impacts your speed because you're not applying power. Yeah. You know, so there's not the logic there is that it's, uh, you know, definitely slows you down, but... Yeah, I don't know. I just need I need someone a lot better and smarter than me to sit next to me and say, no, Mark, go over there. Mark, what are you getting off the accelerator for? Mark, can you use a brake harder, please? I need that type of person, you know? Is um is that type of person available at the track or are you going to have to find somebody? If there's anybody listening, yeah, any of those uh, definitely, four people. Definitely, 100%. Yep. Yeah, all four of you. Yeah, if you can drive, you know, a GD4 yeah. a lot better than me, and I'm sure all four of you could. Please reach out I, to me. I reckon Mark Webber's listening. I have actually. Oh, had a Grits listening. Mark Webber, I did actually have a mm. chat to his agent. And you said. To try and, and get you, him onto the podcast so well, he could help me with my driving. <laughs> <laughs> and and what was the response? Did they say, yes, he's going to come on next week? Uh, he said he's, he's, uh, he, does, he no longer does. Um, any press events because of his um, new role, he's taking up too much of his time. They didn't say what the new role was, but I know he's a manager for Piastri now, and isn't he an ambassador for Porsche? Is he still an ambassador for Porsche? He is. Yeah, exactly. He needs to come and do ambassadoring on our (laughs) podcast. (laughs) What a great segue. Because we actually have a Porsche ambassador and factory race driver coming on next week, Ajmal. Is that next week? It is. Amazing. So Amazing. Yeah, as, 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 uh, as mentioned last week when we were talking to Jeff, we'll have um, Patrick Long on the podcast. Now, he'll have driven the new 992 GT3 RS, right? He probably he introduced Andy Priniger at the at the launch. He did. I did see that. So I think there is so, a chance he may have sat behind the wheel of one, and he'd still be wondering why is this not as good as a five year old nine eleven RSR that I race at Le Mans. <laughs> well, I mean, I the thing is that about the GT three RS, and you know, we're we're kind of pretty ill-informed when it comes to that you know we read and we we mostly quote Andy speculate yeah. <laughs> we speculate as most people would mm. but there's just so much talk about it online on social media on everything because it looks like a spaceship it, it does and do you know what i 
I'm not a track person car. I'm not one for these extreme cars. I don't want to fiddle with compression and rebound on the suspension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I still want one. When but isn't isn't that the thing? Was it Pruningo said? If you make it adjustable, it means people will adjust it wrong. No, that's Colin Chapman. Oh yeah, that was it. Yes, Colin Chapman said, yeah, if you make it adjustable. Uh, people will put it into the wrong position. And just for me, it's... Obviously, even if I had all the money in the world, it's not a car that I would buy. Of course, I'd want to have a go in it. Tomorrow. I've got to have one tomorrow. If the lottery comes in... 100%. Done. Done deal. You'd have one. You know, I want the most impractical car I possibly can to be my daily, if it looks like that. I don't... I'll I'll tell you how bad I am on it. I'd buy two. Do you know why? I couldn't be... I have not got the patience to wait 18 months for mine, so I'm going to buy whatever I can get hold of, pay a premium, and order the one I actually want to get rid... And then I'll get rid of the one when the one I want comes in my own spec. I I don't think so. I wouldn't have it. No. I wouldn't get one. I'd I'd try it, but I wouldn't drive it. But I can... I, I appreciate the... Like I said before, the... The study and the and the that they've done it's it's an exercise in downforce, and you know when when people say it's got DRS and it's got all of this other stuff, and I just think who who cares <laughs> cares because it's For the all four about, of them you know, that ever get driven on the track right <laughs> yeah, by someone that could actually yeah, know what exactly. they're doing exactly and you know the whole thing about you know when you're in I, I, does the DRS get activated by itself. Or I don't know. Just turn it on. I don't know. There's a DRS button. Like I remember seeing on the video. There's a DRS button. See, there you go. So when you're on the straight, it, there must be something that says because if you brake hard, obviously the the flap at the back must provide braking or something. Some extra. I, I think Andy braking. did mention that in his in the video in his walk. Yeah. So if you slam the brakes on from uh, great speed, I'm sure it adjusts both the flaps to aid braking like an air brake sure. but with um but when you're you know when when someone let's say you or i have one and we go yeah i've won a gazillion pounds on the lotto and i'm gonna yeah. go and buy one and i'm gonna go around the track and i'm going around the bend and i think oh you know what i'm just gonna adjust the compression while they saw that's happening <laughs> no, no. Oh, you could be holding on for dear life i'm gonna tell you <laughs> something now you know there's four buttons on the steering wheel that they've got like yeah seriously there's an e-diff adjustability button right or knob to turn. Mate, who would even know, right? So on it, I don't even care that it does that stuff. I just like the way it looks, Ajma. Mm. And see, there's a. On top of that, yeah. I can't think of a car more flamboyantly styled, off the Richter scale, since the Senna, right? Which is pretty extreme, right? Mm. And then yep. you think before then, you'd have to go just about all the way back to like something like a 25th anniversary Lamborghini Countach to see something as ridiculous, wouldn't you? <laughs> I know. I feel like the, that, that, that Countach has looked more ridiculous as the time has gone on. Yeah, and so will, it, so <laughs> will this RS. Well, when you, when you see the 25th anniversary one next to a normal one, yeah, yeah. And you just go, <laughs> what have they done? Yeah. What the, they same do Hot Wheels, the same Hot Wheels team designed that as they did the RS, I can tell you. Exactly, exactly. But in, in this um, fantasy land that we're 
both living in right now, hmm. where we've both won the lottery. Yeah, Earth, yeah, got it. Um, and we're gazillionaires. Which colour would you go for? Bearing in mind, there's no paint sample bollocks. Yeah, there is. There's a... Uh, no, it's not really paint sample. It's paint to sample of oh, whatever of, of previous Porsche colours, right? Yeah, yeah. I really like the look of the red with the matching red wheels. Red on red. Yeah, you can spec red wheels. And which 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 uh, package would you go for? Oh, no one's getting the poverty pack when they're buying this. It's not their only car, for Christ's sake. But no, there's about no. four people ever that are not going to get the Visak pack, isn't there? Yeah, true. Everyone's going to go for that. Every, like, that shouldn't even, the... It shouldn't even be an option. That just comes with it. Like, who doesn't want the Visak yeah, pack? Yeah, but what's going to happen when they all have it and then one comes onto the market without it and people are going to go, oh, that's a real one. I'll have that. No, they won't do that. It's going to happen. No, every, and what about... Um, as soon as it hits the market, they're going to say, "Oh, I don't want that one. It hasn't got the Visac pack." It'd be like hey, it'd be like taking the no cost delete on the carbon roll cage. You'd have to oh, have yeah, the well, carbon roll cage, wouldn't you? But where's your weekend back going to go? Who cares? <laughs> in the passenger seat. <laughs> I want so now, in the roof box when, when you go. When you, I was going to say, when you go to buy one, ask if it comes with a roof box or a roof rack. So <laughs> when you go on holiday. Hey, we know and someone might be able to help us out with a tent. The, yeah. Yeah, what's, what's that, what's that going to do to the DRS? <laughs> did, you, did you see at Monterey okay. Car Week a any video or photo of that guy driving the Chiron, Bugatti Chiron with a roof box on it? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, there's one going around social box. media. Yeah, it's yeah, it's stuck up with those suction cups, you know, the seersucker type suction cup. Oh, God. <laughs> He's got a roof box on his shoe on. It didn't come off. No, you definitely would have seen that footage if that happened, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, it's, he probably had it on to put his phone in or something. Yeah, I don't know. Or his, but, but, or his hey, but bag. Why wouldn't you? I, I heard some outlandish statistic that Chiron owners – on average, mm. own more than 40 motor cars. What? But the average Chiron owner has more than 40 motor cars. More than 40? That's a lot. Yeah, so I was buying That's a Chiron. It's got to be like a... Has a Shmi got one? No. I was going to say, I thought he had some kind of Bugatti, but I don't know if he has No, now. he doesn't. He doesn't have Bugatti. Anyway, oh, that aside, okay. the now I, you, I want to talk about something, uh, some uh, feedback from our last podcast. Oh, firstly, podcast with Jeff went really well. I was really pleased with uh, how that went, and oh, enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, he had a good time too, and he released his video to show the color of his El Ferrari. Yeah, I could, I kind of could have guessed. I only had to see about three or four of his previous videos randomly just picked them out and you knew he was going to go for that. I mean, even when he started doing the process of elimination. I know. And you could go, I, you know, I've only seen a few of the videos. Instantly, I know like 15 of those are out. Yeah. <laughs> Great choice though. Yep. Yeah, I think it'll look amazing when it's done. And um, hats off to the guy for doing the whole thing himself. Amazing. I know, it's amazing. Yep. And um, yeah, so that went really well. That video, oh, sorry, that podcast but um i was going to say the up are oh, the 
comments I had in the last uh, week or so is more about the Ren Sport cross country trip. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that because I have had a few of those as well. And uh, Todd sent me a message saying we should do it in an RV. Yeah. And we all, we, hey, we, like a rolling studio. But I can't, do, I can't do that. I can't even share a hotel room with somebody only one other than my wife. <laughs> it's, you know, it's. I know, we camp every night. So you sleep out under right. the stars. I know. Campfires. Yeah, you know, yeah, I agree. I don't, look, I'm not doing the RV. If we're, going, if we're doing the drive yeah. across America, we're doing Thelma Louise. We're not mucking around in no exactly. RV. Yeah, it's got to be got to be in a car, a cool car. Or a car. Top down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sunburnt heads, the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring one of those hankies that you tie a knot on each corner. <laughs> each corner. Yeah. And how are you using yeah, that to exactly. paint the ceiling at the moment in the room? I should do. I should be doing that, not whack up. Honestly, <laughs> it'll be a mess by the end of today. Yeah, hanky head driver. It, ex- oh, God. That'd be just so gross. <laughs> so did anybody else come at you with um, I've, yeah, any look, tips? I've, I've had a f- oh, Look, the feedback I've generally had is get the GoFundMe underway. There is appetite no, for an out- There is appetite for an outcome. Okay, but yeah. what if that? What if? Uh, what if we don't get enough to go? Mm-hmm. Well, I, well, we uh, have a. It doesn't go fund me work where you you don't get paid unless you hit a target threshold. Well, that would be that would be the way it should work. I think it does then, work like that. Yeah, then in theory, the money just goes back to. Yeah, well, the money doesn't actually get drawn until the target's hit. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. So we'd have to. So the GoFundMe would be for uh, the car and the travel expenses. We would have to. We would discuss it in more depth and be completely transparent. Okay. So are we saying it would have to be in a Porsche? Though? Nah. It'd be better if it no. was. You, we, we couldn't just go on Auto Tempest and go. This is our budget. Bosh. Put the details in. And or, go, I want a car for. Now, what, what we what we actually should do is contact Auto Tempest or eBay Motors and say, "This is what we want to do. Mm. <clears throat> we need a car for two weeks. You can have it back at the end to flog again, or we can get get Hoovy's garage to let us have one of his, or better still." Uh, Get Freddy to finish his Lotus Esprit. <laughs> we could go in that. I did see a video of that a while ago. And the whole front of it was like made out of paper mache or something. Yeah, that's the one. So he's bought another one. <laughs> of course, chopped he has. up. Yeah, good, good. And yeah. He's taken the engine out of that, and I think it's rolled. The, the other one that he he chopped up because he couldn't get any parts, so he went and bought one where it was completely mangled. It didn't even look like a car. Mm. But the engine still ran. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so he took so he took the engine out and he's chopped it. And, you know, I'd love to be able to do that where they just take, you know, Jared, his partner in crime, and they just take some, you know, uh, mechanical saws and just chop it up. <laughs> I need to be able to do that. Do some welding. 
thought about doing a welding course recently, which uh, which would mean I could just, you know. Fix your own rust in your car. Uh, no, I'd probably more do, because <coughs> one of the things that, because my wife said to me, what use is that to anybody? And I thought, well, if there's a, if there's a, an apocalypse in the future. You need to build a Mad Max make myself car. A Mad Max car, exactly. And a, and a house out of, you know, old cars. And cyclone fence. That, that, <laughs> that, that's the way to do it. And she said, oh, yeah, really? And I went, yeah, well, when it happens, I'll be in the building, metal building down the road. <laughs> and I'll stand Looking at the top awesome. and I'll look down at you and say, I told you so. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Who's la- and I'll say, who's laughing now? No one's laughing now, but I'm crying less because <laughs> it's the apocalypse. Now, the, I prefer um, the story where we won the lottery. I prefer that story, <laughs> not the apocalypse. Well, <laughs> the... Um, so I've got, I've got the okay at my end to do the Rensport driving trip. I you need to start planting seeds. <laughs> hmm? I have not broached the subject. You need to start planting seeds. Yeah, hey, but hey, what about the, what just about let the me whole, be the bad cop. Yeah, but what about the whole, uh, you know, being taken away in chains and orange jumpsuit? Oh, you're still paranoid about that, aren't you? Extraordinary rendition is a thing. Have you not moved, seen the movie rendition? I still don't understand that you think the human race hasn't evolved. You're going to be fine, Ajma. Don't worry <laughs> about seen, it. Have you seen what's Can going on in the world? Look, firstly, don't grow a big beard, right? Okay. Okay. There's that. Yeah. That's a fair point, yes. Don't wear a prayer cap. Yeah. I don't have one of those. Even better. Because- Perfect. I, 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 yeah, I don't do praying in caps. Yep, fair apart cool. from when I'm driving my 912 in my flat cap. Yep. Um And what's the other thing? There's, and oh yeah, don't crack any jokes when you go through. Hundred percent. There is no humour in customs. Exactly. You'll so, be fine. Well, I'll tell you what I did notice. I did I, I did I did have a sniff around on Auto Tempest to see what was on the market as a potential hmm. weapon of choice. There's yeah. a lot more options in Los Angeles than there is in New York. Who what do you reckon flying to LA? Well it's a lot closer for me, firstly, right? If I'll pick up the car, I'll drive over and pick you up in New York, right? Or we just get yeah. trucked over. Or we get somebody's driver over who who would do a road trip for us. I don't. Well, we could just be? ship it to Todd's place. I reckon he'd, he'd he'd let us park it out there, wouldn't you, Todd? Yeah, I just heard him say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I well, the thing is, I would hope that his three five six is done by then. He's been far too quiet on that front. It has been, hasn't so, it? Everybody get on Instagram and go to Stone City Outlaw and have a look. Yep, see where it's um, going. But, but it's just, yeah. What I don't know if I'd want it to be a convertible. What? Aren't we taking a reciprocating sword and make it one? Didn't you just say you want to cut up a car? That's, that, that's one of the things that I probably wouldn't be able to get through 
Any <laughs> security at the airport? <laughs> Why do you need that? Um, <laughs> no, we'd have to buy uh, one just there. Just in case I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's this in your hand luggage? As well. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the? Uh, have you seen you've seen the movie Airplane? Haven't you? No. What you haven't seen the movie Airplane? No. Right, we can't talk any more about that movie. You need to go and watch it okay. before the next time we speak. Right, I'll do. I'll do so. But, but there's a there's a there's an interesting thing there where the guy is going through security and he buys something on the way in into the airport. Um, but the yeah convertible, it's going to be like baking hot there. Let's, we need something with AC. Well, sure. And plus, let's face it, we're going to do the tourist thing. If we look, if we're not going to go down through the southern states, we're going to do Route sixty six or something dumb like that, right? Yep. Or something yep. like equivalent. Yep. We don't want to take a wrong turn into you know, the movie Valley. Wrong turn. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh. I mean, I would have liked to have gone to te- Texas, but. Uh, yeah, that's hey, that's what we need. Two bald, grown, middle-aged men in a pink boxer with Stetsons on. That's yeah. That that we wouldn't make that back. We wouldn't make it back. <laughs> uh, no, that's not going to happen. Surprisingly, no. pink boxers are really cheap over there. <laughs> are they? Are they pink boxers? Aren't they thingy berry? No, no, no. I'm talking about you know people that have wrapped cars and stuff like that. You know that have. Completely full oh, of them. Are pink ones? I need to go and have a look on Ocean Tempest. Yeah, Barbie cars, you know? Yeah, I think, um, I think, yeah, you're right. Anything goes. It'd be nice to have something with a, a bit a, of a smoke, A smoke billowing 924 with a flogged I clutch. Know. I don't know. I don't know. No, they get oh, too, uh, 924's getting too dear anyway. They are. I think it'd have to be a nine to eight. No way. We we need something either we can or we can get someone to fix if it needs it on the way. And if as soon as you get electrical problems in a nine to eight, mate, just set the thing on fire and run. We'll we'll take a, a manual, uh, electrical di- electrical diagram, a schematic. Yep. <laughs> we'll take a <laughs> diagram, work it out. <laughs> and then get there, I brought go, my oh, multimeter. There's another thing you're not going to get a multimeter. There's another thing you're not going to get through customs. Yeah, it's, with your reciprocating sword. Exactly, it's going to be your shit. I printed it in black and white. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the, but the uh, it's going to be an automatic, isn't it? Whatever we get. Yeah, they're the cheapest, aren't they? By the way, I did a, a thing where. Every now and again, I go on eBay and Trader and look for a 911, the cheapest one, yeah. just to see how much they are. Yeah, yeah. And on eBay, the the cheapest one is £6,450. Sure. And, and I thought, oh my God, that's like virtually the same price I paid for mine. Um, it was a convertible 996 to Tronic. Yep. Uh, with no engine or gearbox. <laughs> <laughs> And at first you think, wow, and then you go, oh, yeah, that's what. So I think, you know, the price has gone up in the three and a half, yeah, three and a half years since I've had mine. The, and uh, do you think the uh, 
there's been, oh, I don't know what it's like over there, but over here, I feel like there's a lot of manual cabriolets across all generations of Porsche on the market lately. Over here, it's not so much that there's a lot of Tiptronic convertibles over here. And I think the market's flatlining a little bit because I'm seeing a lot of the same cars for sale. It means it too, dear. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because it's flatlining or people were chancing their arm and went, I'm going to just ask, my car's worth about 45, but I'm going to ask for 60. And that ends up meaning, hang on, no one's buying it. And it makes it seem the market's flat. Look, the brand itself is definitely prone to asking price upward spiral. Yeah. Yeah, someone sees a car on Auto Trader for £25,000. They look at theirs and say, well, mine's a bit better than that. I'm going to ask 30. Then the next guy comes along and says, mine's a bit better than that. I'm going to ask 35. This has all happened within about four weeks of each other. And the car that was still... 25,000 hasn't sold. That's See, that's exactly it. Because with my Boxster, for example, I put it on for £2,500, and people go, well, that's how much it sold for. But it didn't. It sold for quite a lot less than that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one thing that is advertised at a number. It's another thing what it sold for. So there'll be lots of them that are selling for a lot less, where someone's trying to sell it, and they put it up really high price. And someone comes along and lowballs them. They go, "Yeah, I'll take that." And there, there look, must there, be so many. There is, and there is the fact that people are bracing themselves for a lowball to a degree as well. I reckon. Yeah, and look, very oh, few, God, pe- yeah. very few people have a Porsche as their only car. Okay, when I when I I'm talking about um, 911s and boxes and Caymans here, right? Yeah. Don't get me wrong, yeah. people do, but very few do. It's often their second car or their third car, yeah. right? And as a result, as soon as times start getting a bit tight at home financially, you know, with interest rate rises, cost of living increases, um, you know, all those sorts of things, the first thing goes the toy, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you sell that and you just get Yeah, so a, a all, these, all these COVID um, car buys that people paid over the odds for because they actually couldn't go and look at it and, you know, the market went ballistic and all that sort of thing. Now that things are tightening up everywhere, I reckon these cars get coming yeah. back on the market and that should level the market back to where it's supposed to be. It should do. I still think there's um, there's still that thing about, you know, the new Porsches and how they're not available to everybody. I, I still think oh, no, that... A lot of them are. You can go in and order a new 911, right? Yeah. You can. You just have to be patient for delivery. You can't get around that, right? No one's getting a new Porsche, ordering it today, and having the thing within six months. Yeah, true. But I still think there's this thing about, you know, buying a top model, buying a, a GT3. Well, it's only GT it cars be. that are hard to get, right? <clears throat> Everything yeah. else, everything else, you can pretty much buy. You can you can go buy Turbo S. You just got to wait. Oh, yeah, I know, but I, I still there's something that just doesn't sit well that you can't. You know, buy back GT in our car. world, yeah, back in our world where we've won the uh, millions mm-hmm. on the the lottery, 
you can't just walk in and say, I want a GT3, I want two GT3 RSs. Hang on, wait, what? I can't? You, uh, I don't think you can. Hmm. I think you're right. Um, but it's, I don't know, there's just something about, it, it's something that doesn't sit well. And when you think, well, but actually I like it. It's the not brand. only Porsche does it though. You yeah, true. You're not going. You're not going out right now to buy an eight twelve. Mm. Ferrari deal's not selling you that. Mm. I don't know. I think you have more. You have more chance of getting one of those than a GT car. No way. It's way harder to buy V twelve Ferraris brand new. You reckon? Hundred percent it is. I think you should put in an order and see what happens. I don't want one. What? No, I don't want one either. <laughs> There's two places right. in the world that you can get out of a Ferrari in public without someone saying, look at that knob. One's Perth. No, it's definitely not. No, all right, no. <laughs> One's yeah, one uh, Monaco. Casino in Monaco, right, out front. Yeah. Yep. The other is in Milan, and that'd be about it. So I know we're, we're supposed to be talking about horses, but... If you if you were to buy a Ferrari, yes, what would it be? Pista. Remember, what? Huh? Pista. Which one? Oh, yeah. right. Okay. So remember, we're still in the, the make believe world. Of yeah, yeah. Lot of win. Um. Oh, don't get me wrong. I would. I. I'd love a short wheelbase California two hundred and fifty. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's a whole exactly different right. stratosphere of Ferrari ownership, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and Good I don't know. I don't know. Regardless of my level of income, I'd ever mm-hmm. be comfortable driving a twenty million dollar motor car around. Yeah, true. For some reason, I think a million dollar motor car is acceptable, but not a twenty million. <laughs> what about what about a Daytona? Oh, I, I don't Who's like that? I don't like them as much as I like the two fifty short wheelbase California. Yeah, but I think most people would say that. I but. reckon. I believe that most two hundred and fifty owners probably also have the California, though. The GTOs, I mean, the GDO owner, mate. You know, I don't reckon there'd be many GDO owners that only own one Ferrari. There, there is that. But I mean, I've always, I've always liked the. Uh, see, there's a few of them that I like. I like uh, the three hundred eight. Mm. Obviously, because I grew up, I grew up in the eighties, yeah, yeah. a Magnum and all that. Um, but I'm not sure I'd fit in it. And I think didn't didn't they have to Matt make? Farrah's got one. If he fits in one, you're going to fit in it. It's not big. He uses a three to eight, isn't it? Oh, he uses a three to eight. Yeah, is it much bigger? Yeah. So they look much bigger when they park next to each other. Yeah, the thing is, what's Tom Selleck? He's like 6'4 or something. Oh, look, yeah, but that might, uh, that's, you know what, that's probably a Celica with a body kit on it. It might not even be a Ferrari. No, he, he, didn't, he didn't fit in it, so they, I think they had to make one uh-huh. for him to fit in. I think I, I read that somewhere. So I'm not sure I'd fit in it comfortably when I couldn't fit in a Boxster comfortably. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the, but I also, I fucking hate the Mondial. Mondial. It's like awful. Um, but I, <laughs> but I don't mind. I mean, the much derided three four eight. I don't mind that because mm. I feel like the Mondial. I'd have the, a Dino before that. The Mondial should have been. Oh, two four six GT, you know. But the but then the one after that, the three five five. 
I really like the 355. I think it's just that, a modern version of the 348. I think that the 355's come into its own in the last couple of years. Mm. The problem it really is. The single biggest problem for me on a 355 is the 360 made it look ancient within minutes. Like the 360 looked like a spaceship of modern Ferrari compared to the 355. Yeah. But the 355, you're right, is coming into its own. I mean, we're, we're lottery millionaires. It doesn't really bother us. But yeah. uh, but most, you know, normals uh, would go, well, hang on, I've got to have an engine out, um, engine out belt service. Yes. Which is every, I can't remember. Five minutes or something. or something like that, yeah. Five, yeah, exactly, and then and then that's you know fifteen thousand dollars or something like that every time US, and then you're like, oh, well, you know that's what? That's why weird. that's why the three sixty is so much more popular as well because the engine doesn't have to come out to do that. They put the panel in the firewall it, to let you do it. Does it look as good though? I reckon it does. I like a three sixty. I think the three sixty was when it first came out. You're right. It was like, whoa, what's that? But I don't know. I feel like. The three five five's kind of come into its own. Three sixties kind of I don't know. Has it has it improved with age? I don't know. Not yeah, not that's fair point. Age, but but I, I would say the iconic Ferrari, modern iconic Ferraris. You go three hundred eight mm-hmm. was the first big whoa look at that compared to what they were building beforehand, yep. right? Then mm-hmm. it's for me. Then it's three sixties, the next big whoa moment, right? And yep. then it's four five eight, where. Yeah, those three cars completely changed, you know, this design language of that whole brand, I reckon. But then Chris Harris is driving a Mondial convertible. Why is he doing that? You know, because he's Chris Harris and he's doing it out of irony. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and, you know, it's one of those where someone says, well, I know everyone says it's really shit, and I probably said in the past it's really shit, but now that I've got one, it's actually not bad. See, so he's on commission for collecting cars, right, trying to increase market value of the car. I know. I want him to do it because he's, he's, you know, he does a video for collecting cars Mm. on some of the iconic cars that they sell. And um, I just want him one day to say, I don't get it, it's shit. (laughs) (laughs) Why does it cost so much? But it's, uh, I don't know, I mean, it's, he's done some good ones. Are you surprised that we spoke about Ferrari and didn't, neither of us mentioned F40 Enzo or F50? Um, or 288 GDO? I, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have an Enzo. I, I, I reckon they look amazing. Like, I'd have um, an Enzo if I became a Ferrari collector, you know, the fully blown, complete, lost touch of reality human being, right? <laughs> But would you? But you'd have a, obviously you'd have an F40 then. Oh, hang on, what do you mean? I would have one. Yeah, you haven't seen You'd the garage lately, have you? Yeah, it's it's already there. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the thing is, They've I wouldn't. Got I mean, really it's dear really quickly those cars. They really have. Yeah. But then so have the Lamborghini Countaches and pe- things like that, Diablos and whatnot. But um, but I. I Someone said to me, what about the Testarossa? Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just so wide and flat. And I don't know, you'd, you'd go anything other than that. They, they cost a lot of money and they're iconic because they were in Miami Vice as well. But no. They're just so American. And they're on the posters. Are they? 
Yeah, they almost are, just the size and shape. Yeah, they're monsters. But they're almost yeah, square. They're, a little bit they are. Yeah. And and obviously the louvers down the side date date them. Strikes. Strikes um, they're called Ashmore. Sorry, strikes. Strikes. Um but I don't mind them on the three four eight. Mm, interesting. Yeah, okay. Anyway, Porsche content. Oh yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> you got any plans for you got any plans for the coming week? With your cars. Uh hey, when are you pick, uh, when are you getting a nine nine six back? Uh probably about what day is it today it's wednesday i'll probably get it back on friday because i think it's due to start raining uh, next week okay. so i want to get my 996 back and i still haven't fixed the brake pad light came on I, I, so there's not I a listener had... right now surprised by that statement what but i need to i need to sort that out so i need to get discs and pads for that and I considered thinking, oh, the weather's quite good. Should I do it myself? But then, you know, you could just break a bolt or, you know, bleed nipple Strip breaks nipple. or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And the last then you thing you need to know is a nipple stripper. Exactly. And then next minute it's on axle stands for like two, two years. years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So my plan is to get that back. Um enjoy driving it the lights just come on so you know i've got a little bit of time but i'll probably book it in maybe in a week with jack to get the pads and discs done um which will be a relief because they've needed kind of needed doing the discs have Mm -hmm. um so that'll be a relief and i'll get an oil change done because you know it was two years ago that it had that and uh but not not a huge amount of mileage probably about eight no maybe ten thousand miles um so, and, and that's it. And then I, I want to drive over the next two days. I want to drive my 912 quite a lot. Yeah, good one. Um, I, I have to, and since we've moved house, I really need to find um, the seat belts. So, so oh, that was the thing that I didn't mention. Um, so we went out with some friends on Friday and uh, we left our car at the restaurant because we had a few drinks. Sure. And so the next day my wife says oh well we could go out for a brunch and then on the way back we'll pick up the other car and i went no we can't go to brunch and she's like why not and i went well i've only got the 912 the 996 is in storage and i can't i can't take my children <laughs> in in the 912 i'm too scared and uh so it's first time ever she went in the 912 yeah yeah at the weekend and at first we're driving she goes oh she looks around and she goes, I quite like it. She goes, it kind of reminds me of the MG. And I'm like, no, it's nothing like the MG. And uh, <laughs> and then as we're driving along, you know, there's, there's people, cyclists, people, walkers waving at me. And I, I just kind of do a, an embarrassed wave back. Yeah. And she's like, who's that? I don't know. Who's that? I don't know. Who's that? And she's gone, people are fucking weird, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, you should have been recording a video. And I went, not with you talking that shit in the background. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Who's that? Fucking weirdo. <laughs> Pardon my French. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm gonna drive the 912 for the next few days and then put it away and get my 96 yeah, okay. back. Good one. Yeah, I'm heading over, I'm heading over to Queensland next week. And um then I'm home for like three days and off to Sydney for um three days. So 
I've got a bit going oh, on, look. so the cars are just going to be garaged up. I haven't had the 356 out now for quite some time, and tomorrow, being the first day of spring here in Western Australia, we uh, it's good. I'll have a look at the weather, and I might bring the um, 356 home from storage from the airport on the way home, on the uh, way nice. back from the next trip. So, oh, yeah, cool. I've, yeah, I've got to get it back out on the road. I haven't had it out for two months, I reckon, now. You need to do a video. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. First drive of the year video. video. The, I um, might do a last drive of the year video. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, then. Well, it's been good. Um, start consolidating your questions that we're going to ask Patrick next week. Oh, yes, yes. I need to do some reading up, write some questions out. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm quite excited. Mm, me too. The And uh, listeners out there, please, iTunes, give us a rating, give us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Oh, slightly different topic. All of a sudden, I just remembered, Ajmal. Tell me. I've got a graphic designer who I did some work for a little while ago. He kept saying, I owe you a favour, mate. What can I do for you? He's going to put together a new Mark and Cars logo for me. Oh, nice. Yes. Very cool. Yes, I'm looking forward to... to a uh, whole load of new stuff then. New merch. Yeah, you're going to have to create a ton of new merch now. I, I think I'm going to... Um, he's going to pencil some Porsche Talk podcast logos too. Oh, cool. Yes, so we'll see what he comes up with and we can uh, decide whether or not we want to run with him because we do need something. Yeah, and I've... Uh, I've Oh, Todd, an apology because he said wife and I created an Instagram account for it, yeah. That's a good idea. You should. I should, yeah. You need to start carrying some weight here. Come on. Get the Instagram account going. I know. I know. I need to do that. How's a Patreon Go going? me. Patreon. Uh, yeah, it's, um, oh. uh, I've started planning it. <laughs> <laughs> On a slightly different topic, <laughs> listeners out there, let us know, is there an appetite at all for us just to broadcast this podcast live? Rather oh than God. release it at a later date. So if you wanted to be involved or in the conversation at all, you could do so. I think we could do it on something like Twitch or something, couldn't we? Yeah, because you can do it live and then it also goes out. Yeah, it will also be a recorded yeah. version for people to listen to at their leisure. But I wonder whether or not we should do it. Um, we should, let's experiment with it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's try one. Yep. Uh, we should do some Instagram live too. Does it work with two people in two places on two phones? I think it does, doesn't it? Like, can you have a crew? Haven't I seen somebody else do it? Let me mess about with that. Go on then. Do it. Do it. I'll work that out. Great. Okay, okay everyone. I'll so thank you very much for listening today. And please, like I said, rate and review would be greatly appreciated on iTunes. Ajmal and I will um, look forward to talking to you next week with our special guest. Thank you very much.